The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you, and are every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord has blessed me to celebrate nearly 1,900 Masses. And I've had plenty of Masses where things have just gone south quickly, right? Music went really bad, the power went out, fire alarms go off, stuff happens. And I've had plenty of times where I've been in a mass and I've just been really aggravated by something. You know, the lector, they didn't do the thing they're supposed to do the way they're supposed to do it. I'm not talking about tonight. You're fine. You're great. <laughs> or like the cantor just like couldn't hit a tone. Again, not tonight. You're great. But like there's just things that like aggravated me. I've never, ever in all of those thousands of masses ever been aggravated by a child. Like ever. I love it. So like like, I heard the kid behind me. I was like, I think there's a child up here. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to draw attention. There goes mom. Okay, what's up, buddy? It's, it's actually the second time I've ever had a mass where a kid's ran into the sanctuary. I was like, this is awesome. Because who wouldn't want to be that close to Jesus? And whether they realize it or not, like, that's what I'm thinking. So the, the only other time I was at a, a retreat, and it was, a, it was a men's retreat, and this, one, of the, the man, one of the men running the retreat, his daughter was there, like four years old. She comes running up the stage, and we had to go, like, scoop! <laughs> like, scoop her up, and I'm like, hey, what's up, Fiona? How are you doing? Scoot along. <laughs> and it, it was just beautiful. So, you know, I think as, as a parish, I never, I, my, my prayer is, that St. Bernard's never becomes a place where people are afraid to bring their children because they're crazy and wild and make lots of sounds. I want us to be the opposite parish. I want people to think, oh man, my kid's going to be wild today. You know where I should go? St. Bernard's. <laughs> like, I want that mentality from us because then I never went to Mass as a kid. My parents didn't take me. I, I didn't grow up Catholic or anything, and, and that's fine, but We've all been kids at some point. We've probably all misbehaved at some point. We've all, like, not kept our cool at some point. But we don't want to look at that parent and be like, how dare you bring your misbehaving child? Like, be happy they're here. Calm down. 
right? Like, that's, that's the praise. Like, we need to be more praising of, of the people that bring their young kids and, like, teach them the habits. Teach them the habits early on. Like, the one thing I, I might want to do, and I don't because I'm not sure the kid would respond well to me, like, I want to go and hold them. Be like, it's okay, buddy. Like, I got you. They might freak out more, though, so I choose not to. But, but yeah, that's just my prayer, like, that we be the parish that everyone wants to send their crazy kids too, uh, and that we are the parish that receives those families with loving arms and, and joyful looks. So that's just my little soapbox for the moment. Just want to share that. In light of All Saints Day, all the saints, though, also start out as little kids who were crazy at some point. And this morning at Mass, it was great. We had the school kids here, and traditionally in, in Catholic schools, the fourth graders will dress up as saints. And so we had... Um, we had St. Patrick, we had St. Mother Teresa, St. Lucy, who had her eyeballs on the plate. She didn't want to forget about her eyeballs. <laughs> we had St. George. Um, who else? And we had some other saints. It was just really beautiful. Oh, St. Valentine, which is great. And I was telling them that last night for Halloween was the first time in my 34 years of life I got to pass out candy on Halloween. Because, you know, when you're a little kid, you go out and get the candy. When you're in high school, you do other stuff. When you're in college, you do other, other stuff. And then when you're in the seminary, you don't do anything. <laughs> so last night, I'm passing out candy. I'm out on the deck, which also looks awesome, by the way. We're like 99% complete, so be ready for a party coming up soon. Everyone's invited. But I'm out there, I'm hanging out, and, and you know, I see all these, these kids coming up in their costumes. I, I saw a walking unicorn. It's real. I saw a half-skeleton, half-human. A little spooky. There was a clown. I don't like clowns. The clown terrified me. There was a kid who I'm pretty sure was being kidnapped by an alien in some capacity. Um, and then just countless others. And so like thinking about that, like, you know, on Halloween, we would dress up in all of these, these crazy costumes so that we could become something else. And yet on All Saints Day, our students dress up to become these saints. Because what's the end goal, right? The end goal is I, I want to become something in the end. And I've taught them, I think we've talked about it, that we're all SITs. Have I said this before, this acronym, SIT, S-I-T? Okay, if you remember what I told you this means, say it right now. Saints in training. Let's go, saints in training. Yes, we're all saints in training. And so it's just so cool to think about how, yeah, we go from this night of it's supposed to be fun and joy dressed up as all this crazy exotic stuff to here we are dressed up as saints. Those that have lived lives that have gone before us. Now I forgot to mention this this morning, but I'm not really affirmed or assured that people didn't think I was in a costume. It's like, no, no, I'm a real priest. This is real. Um, but I wasn't fully sure. So not only did I hand out candy last night, I handed out prayer cards too, just to make sure I drove the point home. Like, welcome to the priest's house. You get a prayer card. But if we think about, like, yeah, just further that idea of, like, wh who do I want to become, right? The idea is, like, those of us have been confirmed, we chose a saint to be our confirmation saint, one who hopefully embodied something we desired to take on, a quality. And so I asked the fourth grader saints this morning, and very first, like, first one, Maximilian Colby, he said, selfless service. I said, that's perfect. It's a good quality. Ask some of the others. You know, there's bravery. 
there was uh, boldness, there all these different qualities. And it's a good thing for us just to reflect on today are what are the qualities of the saints who have gone before us that we know, named or unnamed, that we desire to embody? And, and ultimately, like, what makes them a saint? Yeah, you look, at, you look at their writings, you look at their lives, you look at what they've done. But we also know lots of saints lived some other wild lives at points. St. Augustine's a great example. St. Francis is a great example. You know, they lived some wild lives. And yet they still, at the end, said, God is my center. God's my priority. And as sits, saints in training, I think that's an important question for us just to be constantly examining. What are the qualities I look for in those that have gone before me to make sure my alignment with God is at the center of my life. Because not every, there's no saint that was perfect except for Mary. You know, she's the only one that that got to bypass all of the other stuff because she was conceived without original sin. Even like the holiest of saints, those that we would deem like most, most top tier saints, still went to confession, still went to mass, still had daily struggles and temptations. We learned more and more about them. And today, I saw on a, a friend's post, he, he had a really beautiful graphic he created. And it was just pictures of all of his friends that he's known over the last five, six years. And over each of their pictures, he had a little halo. Because depicted in art, to identify saints, they put halos around them. Uh, which, none of our stained glass has saints in them. But if you were to look in sacred art, and you see like a little kind of halo, like that's the depiction of a saint. That's a, a cue for us. And so he's doing that. He qualified the image by saying, I'm not canonizing my friends, blah, blah, blah. But the line that he used, and I'm just paraphrasing, think about saints a hundred years from now. What will they have looked like? And that's when he starts to show the pictures of his friends. And, and there were some lines that he said in there that were just beautiful. He says, we may not have all been perfect. We may have had our own struggles. But we fought hard to love the Lord. And that, that was the line that got me. We fought hard to love the Lord. Um, yeah, what, what in our own lives do we need strength and encouragement for to fight for the Lord? What temptations do we need to constantly be, be saying no to to try to surrender and put down what ways do we want to enhance ourselves and grow ourselves to, to allow the Lord to be more present in our lives? It's not rocket science. It doesn't take uh, a, 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 a doctor's degree to become a saint. It, it doesn't require some uh, different IQ or, or some predisposed uh, disposition. It just requires someone who wants to fight for the Lord. Someone who wants him to be the center of their lives. So when we hear in this gospel today, uh, the Beatitudes, like, yeah, what a great place to start because the world's going to try to tell us that all the people who are weak and, and humble and those who are persecuted, like, you know, just forget about them. But what God wants to remind us is that those are the people who are already receiving reward. Those are the people who are already um, experiencing the joy of the heavenly reality, which is just to love and be loved by God. So it's such a joy that we get to celebrate this day, like, 
heaven, like this is heaven's like big party day, you know, all the saints that are there. And we pray that we, we be a part of that someday, that we join that community. Um, I have no idea what the saints will look like in 100 years from now, 200 years from now, but I hope that there's more like Blessed Carlo Acutis, you know, the, the teenager, the saint who wore sneakers. Like that's his catchphrase. I hope and pray that we see more and more of these saints who just did the ordinary things of life. You know, that there's more and more saints, not just from priests and religious, but from the family. You know, what did it, what does it cause to be a saint? To strive daily to allow God to be the center. So that's our prayer. That's our hope. That's our, that's our mission. That as we are sits, saints in training, we think of the qualities that we, we still desire and need. We think of the things to surrender. And most of all, we, we acknowledge and, and ask for strength to fight for the Lord.